To Rainbow Beach, to the Switch, and everything in between. I'm gonna have fun, and you're gonna have fun. They're a funny day. Go and have fun now. Your new local. You're gonna love this place. It's the Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam, and Dobbo. Hello, podcast family. Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam, and Dobbo. Full compliment back on deck today. Welcome back, Dobbo. Welcome back. Yeah, I'm back. My twins have been very sick. Um, uh, can we say it on this? Of course can we, we can. Say, yeah, Podcast got, family. got COVID. So the, the spicy cough. Yeah, the spicy cough. So mm. that was a bit of a worry. Little Forbes um, and Banksy, they're doing all right though. Death Con 5. Um, mother was did not handle it well. but That's we're terrifying. All through, yeah. Just on that, in every parenting setup, Yes. There has to be a panicker yeah. and a calm one. Yeah. Because you like you just that's just the way it works out. Yeah. I am the panicker. Are you? My wife is the calm one. Well, I, yeah, I would call an ambulance oh for God. a stub type. Okay. So yeah. in every other thing and situation in my life, my wife is the coolest, best operator I've ever met and I'm the panicker. Yep. Except when it comes to the kids. Yeah. She is a whole nother level. Never has we have. She has not slept next to me for five nights. She's had a mattress next to their cots yeah. in case, like, for the last five That's nights. That's got and nothing to do with the kids, though. <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> true. We celebrated our your wedding protein, anniversary. Your diet has protein. increased in protein, yeah. so <laughs> that could be why. But, um, yeah, it full on. But anyway, they're hey, okay. They're tomorrow, home. now that you are back on deck, tomorrow yeah. we are having a little show outing together. The three we of us are. are off to play some golf. I'm incredibly nervous because I did some golf lessons during the year, probably about what four months ago, mm. three or four months ago, and loved it because I was going every week. You need to keep it up. Yep. I haven't played since then, and I haven't done any. So mini hippie golf, yes, we're going to play there. It's brand new. Yes, I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to hitting them because well, I just haven't. What time we're going to play Ambrose, aren't we? Oh, yeah, of course. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so what not, time we're teeing off? Uh, Eight thirty. Eight thirty. Right. We'd a group. be there all day if you were looking for my balls. I'll be everywhere. But this now, this is all in the build-up to the Fortnite PGA Australian Cham- uh, Championship yeah. that's happening at Royal Queensland. Because this year, last year, Dobbo and I played in the pro am. Uh, we had a great time. We took some listeners with yep. us this year. I did the master class, which I love. This year, you are going to play in the pro am. Yeah, and I think when we did the hole in one thing, mm-hmm. I did not understand the enormity and how much pressure that mm. is, and especially when Cam Smith is in your group yes. and you've got a hit in front of him and your caddy laughs at you because you've chosen the wrong club. Because I used Dobbo's stealth bomber driver yeah, yeah. thing. You did well. And uh, the amount of pressure on that is just extraordinary. But let's revisit that for a moment. You, we all had a hit in that um, uh, hole-in-one challenge thing. The Fortinet. I've never teed off when you've had the gallery funneled around the tee box like that. It's that is terrifying. Awful. Lisa, you had barely swung a golf club before you did that. No, I'd been to the driving range, but... 15 years the earlier. The fact that you didn't kill somebody <laughs> was remarkable. It's quite a win, really. You nailed it. That was a great <laughs> shot. It was you straight. Hit. Yeah, it was good. The, the thing well. is, when we get to the Pro-Am, of no. course, you're going to need to hit a lot more of those. Yes, consistently. <laughs> and and you, you, your team counts. They have to take, no matter what, oh two, what is it, two of your drives? Two of your drives. No matter what, they have mm. to take two of your drives in the team. Oh, God. Okay. Are we all on I'm the gonna, same team? I'm going to yeah. find someone that looks like me that can play golf. Nat Cook can play golf. The bo- can, yeah, volleyballer, she she's a very good – I might put <laughs> a wig on her and too. shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, anyway, we look, we will have something, whether it's uh, the uh, podcast top tomorrow or something on the show, we will have something to bring to you about our adventures at uh, oh Minipi Golf 
uh, the uh, the new joint in Brisbane. Mm. Looking forward to this. Actually, who's driving the car? That's my main Not concern. Not me. Well, we've got two. Go up. Con can drive. Mm. Oh, no. Is producer Con coming? Yeah, he's coming. Oh, no. Does he have to? I was thinking of... At least Alicia won't be the worst golfer there. <laughs> <laughs> I've got good clubs. <laughs> Shout out to Taylor, mate. The Melbourne Cup today, yep. without a fight, taking the crown. First horse since uh, 2001 to win both the Melbourne Cup and the Caulfield Cup in the same year. Moments before the race started, Liesl, I had this planned. I hadn't told you about it because I didn't want Dobbo to find out about it. Yeah. But essentially, I wanted to see, because we know he calls rugby league and mm-hmm. does a wonderful job of that, but rugby league's a fairly simple sport to call... In some respects. Is that right? The great race, in other respects, very difficult. Very hard. 24 horses, all very different names. Yeah. It's a whole new ball game. And I wanted to see how Dobbo would go on zero preparation. Okay. Now. I mean zero preparation. <laughs> Literally two minutes before the race, he goes, right, call this race, Kenya. Yeah. You and know I'm... what's also very tricky is he has a few issues with the English language mm. and a few of the names are very yeah. tricky. So we put this sheet, we put the field in front of him on paper Literally, as the horses were going into the mountain gates. Can I? Can I just before you okay. go in and right. do a hatchet job on me? We're not going to do a hatchet job. You're can I just say respectful. to everybody listening? I have never in my life ever called a horse race mm-hmm. of any form. So this was a maiden mm-hmm. run like For, that. A maiden. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. might okay. be the last time you do it as well. <laughs> okay, Liesl, this is how he started. The last horse is now in and we are set for a start for the Lexus Melbourne Cup. And I think what you got to respect off the bat is that he gets the sponsor in. Straight off yep. the bat, got that naming rights in. I'm always thinking <laughs> of the sponsor. <laughs> That's always like pivotal. <laughs> this is how the race begins as per Dobbo's call. The 7th of November, racing and away. Gold Trip got a good start. Then without a fight, break up. Vaborn, Salicon, right you are, bow and declared. Ashram, Okoda, Sayushi, Shiraz, Magical Lagoon, <laughs> Military Mission, Serpentine, Virtuous Circle, More Felons, Future History, Interpretation, and Calipar. Notice anything there, Lisa? Calipar. Well, yeah, and ma- oh. basically he was just reading down the... Just sh- straight down the line of the horses that were in the race. He was not watching the TV at this point. Oh, okay. was, they all got away cleanly, so you just get through them. <laughs> Every race caller okay. does that. That's one Look, of the tricks. So It's, it's not too on. bad. It's not too bad. Go on. We did have a bit of a stumble. Uh, I will say that... Well, I mean... In, in rugby league, it's very easy to say where things are. It's the 40, it's the 20. It's all, the distance. It's the end goal, yeah. right? Yeah. Little bit of a stumble on the distances for our man Dobbo. Racing on the Melbourne Cup. The pace is going well. 39 seconds for the first furlong. And they're 260 metres to... They're, two six, they're 2,600 metres from home. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah, so two and a half Ks. It's a 3,200 race. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, yeah. The first furlong's mm-hmm. done. Yep. I, clear, I clarified and got it right. I think everybody <laughs> understands that. I don't know where you're going with this. No, it's okay. Go on. Just a little bit of a stumble. Now, Liesl. Yeah. Horse number 23 on your sheet. Yeah, Calipore. Calipore. If, if that's how you pronounce it. No, I, I didn't know well, you two were racing you, experts, but anyway. You, you went with your own pronunciation. Magical Lagoon in third and the previous winner, Val and Declare Kapow. Kapow. Oh. Leading over Kapow. Marty Kapow. Future history, Magical Lagoon, racing. Val and Declare, and right you are. Kapow. <laughs> Okay. It's all right. You straightened up Kapow's name as the race went on. 
You got some others wrong. But it's Serpentine, the leader at the moment, has led from the start. Then to Calipar, future history, magical Lagoon. 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 Declare and Vaboon. Vaboon. Future history goes to the front. It's Serpentine, Vow and Declare. Vaboon. Shaboon. I don't know. Vaboom shaboom was my favourite. Okay, but regardless, up until this point, you have done a pretty good job. What I'll say, though, it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. This is how Matt Hill called it for Channel 10. It's without a fight. 100 metres to go. Two or three lengths in front. Coming away from Shiraz and also Solgum. Without a fight, Mark Zara, a Melbourne Cup champion, wins it by two lengths. Without Great a fight, call. very clear on yep. on what the horse is called. Yeah, <laughs> who's oh. riding it? <laughs> Hang on, I, this I've never seen this Let's horse. Let's just in my have life. a listen to the final hundred meters mm. of the twenty twenty three Lexus Melbourne Cup, as called by Dobbo. He starts to go. Observe with Zach Burton without a foot trace. It's absurd. <laughs> no, it's not. It's without a trace. It's without a fight. Without a fight, Mark Zara. Without a fight to win. Anthony and Sam Freeman. Well, he was out of trace. Right How did without a trace go? Did it, did it, where did it finish? I was thinking of it. I had money on that one. <laughs> Was there even a horse called Without a Trace? No. Oh, right. <laughs> that horse changed names three times. It was without a foot, then yeah, it was without a trace. Well, once was... I got to him, I realised who he was. I was just trying to – I won't be doing that again for no the show. One. I won't be... <laughs> uh, we spoke to Matt in Morayfield, who was talking to us about uh, – we got into a conversation about garage sales, basically. Sure. And Matt in Morayfield called up to, to tell us about this incredible find that he actually had on curbside pickup. Yeah, I was um, searching through the roadside curb thing in Springfield and found a uh, 1984 Barbie Ferrari, and it was in pretty good nick. And I grabbed it, and um, yeah, a guy came around and paid $150 for it. For a Barbie car? Yeah, the 1984 Mattel version, I think. Whoa! Mm. 1984 Barbie. You found this in curbside pickup, and you sold it for 150 bucks, Matt, yep. I, don't, yep. I don't mean to... Oh, no. I don't mean to sort of ruin your parade. Oh. I've just had a look on eBay. Yep. You know what? <laughs> oh, how much? 1989 Mattel Barbie Ferrari. Yeah. $1,000. <gasps> oh, that'd be right. Oh, <laughs> you could hear his heart being ripped out as you were saying that. I thought that was very rude. That was mean. Yeah, I thought that was mean. But I, after that, that, I just basically spent most of last night deep diving on like, you know, Trash, trash turned into treasure oh, on the yeah. eBay. I couldn't help it. I, and, and well, you love that. That's right in your wheelhouse. Oh, I love the dump shop. Do you ever get excited when you see a post like you might be driving your local area? And you're like, oh, garage sale, and you're like, oh, I wonder what they've there. got. I'll really? Yeah, Do like, you have any in your local area? Oh, regularly. Oh, because there, there's a consistent garage sale that's always selling gym equipment. <laughs> very strange. Yeah. Obviously, their workout routine is not going very well. They're like, nah, we don't need the 10 kilos anymore. We, still, mm. we don't need the 8 kilos anymore. But I get very excited by a garage sale. For someone who has hosted a garage sale before, don't like hosting it. I like attending garage sales. Hate hosting Why? it. People are crazy around them. Like if you advertise that it starts at 7 a.m., at 5 a.m. you'll have people bashing on your garage door to get in to see the stuff first because they're so – they just need to be the there first. There is a market. Yeah. There is, a, There is, and to be fair, I went – there was a, a garage sale around the corner about three months ago. I said, well, we need to get around there. It was like 6.30. It started at 6. 
Mate, the good stuff was gone. It's gone. They're there. They are right there and ready to go. And if you're not open, they'll make sure that you open up for them. It's like, no, it starts at seven. So you, you did not have people banging on your garage. Banging that, on the, the garage door to open. I, I believe that. I genuinely believe that. I don't want to be rude to them, but you're of a different breed. Garage sales <laughs> are of a different breed. It's fun, like, though. And, and, yeah, it is. But a lot of people, people make a living. Mm. Like, if you've got a real eye for, just let's say drills. Let's just say you know what the drill market is. Now, you were three of us here. Somebody said 50 bucks. We just go, yeah, whatever. whatever. But if you know what it's worth, you you can absolutely, there's blood in the water because the garage sale is <laughs> always blood in the water. You kick them when they're down and they make a lot of money. I'm telling you, people make a lot of money out of garage sales. Yeah, like, if you know sell what you're on. looking for, yeah. they sell them on, do them up, rebuild them, you know, like. Well, let's, okay, challenge to the Triple M family because Matt Morrowfield, he found that that wasn't even a garage sale, that was curbside pickup. He got that for free, flipped it for 150 bucks. I, I've had a win before. A Gar- big win at a garage Go. sale. I bought an outdoor barbecue. Now, it was an old silt scoop. You guys wouldn't know what that is, but it used to be a clear, and they turned it into an outdoor barbecue with a big ball casing flute. Oh. I paid 50 bucks for it. Not a word of a lie. Not a word of a lie. I left it when I sold it $250 two oh. years later. Not a word of a lie. I bought a Singer sewing machine, an old Singer sewing machine so that good. worked. It just needed sanding back. Literally paid 100 bucks for it. Got seven hundred dollars for it. Wow, yeah. hundred into seven is yeah. impressive, mate. You buy cream cans. You remember the old dairy? You remember? Yeah. Remember cream cans that used to go the yep. the horse and carriage used to have your milk and they had them in those big old. Right. Mm-hmm. How you, old are you, by the way? <laughs> cream cans are worth they if they've still got the badge on them from the actual owner. He's mate, old enough to have milk gold. delivered to school. <laughs> is the general by a horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By horse, horse and, and carriage. Horse and carriage. Uh, okay. Anyway, Matt I Moore, digress. Matt in Morayfield turns zero into 150, pure profit. Dobbo turns $100 sewing machine into a $700, $600 profit. Probably... 13353, garage sale gold. What, what did you spend? What did you buy? And what did you make out of it? Gary from Sunshine Coast, did you get some garage sale gold? Oh, I didn't, but a, a mate of mine did. Yeah. So he went went to a garage sale and he bought a few items and he spotted this old speaker with the cloth off the front of it a little bit. It would just look vintage. Yep. He thought, oh, this would be good for the man cave. And he said, how much for the speaker? And she said, well, you've bought a few things. You can have that. Oh. So he showed me this old speaker and I, and I saw the name Maton on it. And I said, mm. that, that's not a speaker, mate. That's a guitar amplifier. Just little... <sighs> Tiny, 20 centimetres wide, 20 centimetres high. And I pulled the back of it off, and sure enough, there's the electric cord, a little tube. And I, I used to work in music, and I said, I know the people are mate, and I'll give them a call. I did the legwork. I rang them. They said, yeah, that's a 1950s amplifier. Mm. Um, they have a Maton museum, but there was a fire years and years ago, and they, all the records were gone. They said, we only collect guitars for the museum because we don't have a record of any of the amps, but we can tell you that there are only a handful made. He sold it for six grand. What? Six grand. Get this. The guy who got it off him said, I'm going to restore it. I'll sell it easily for 10. And uh, and he didn't give me a cent. I did all the legwork. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. He's not your mate anymore, guys. He was pointed out it wasn't an old speaker. That <laughs> is, I mean, all time. Uh, Gary, mate. I'm yeah. not, I can't I can't give you money. What I can give you <laughs> is a triple M double to go see Motley Crue and Def Leppard play, buddy. 
that's amazing. Yeah, there you go. You're welcome. So it's music related. Together yeah. for one unforgettable night. Motley Crue and Def Leppard playing at Brisbane Suncorp Stadium November 8th. Two, two icons on one stage. Tickets from livenation.com.au. Hey, Wade from Broadbeach, good afternoon. Uh, what have good you afternoon. made money out of, mate, from the garage star world? G'day, guys. How you going? Good. Listen, it wasn't a, um, a garage sale. I do commercial strip outs, like yep. office blocks and stuff. Uh, down in Sydney, I was doing a uh, advertising agency and um, come across two black leather lounges. A little bit odd, so I put them in, um, took a photo, put it in uh, Google Photos. Yeah. Come up with this Maltini and see by John Muir or whoever it was, some Italian bloke. Yeah. Some photo down to an auction house in Melbourne. Yeah. They retail for over eighty grand. I got twenty seven half thousand dollars each for them. Stop. You're joking. What about the company that you were doing the clean out for, mate? Did you think to give them a little sl- no, sling back? No, get rid of it. No, 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 because they'd already handed it back to um, the building owners. Twenty seven. That was a government department. So I do. Oh my god. I mean, you Beach. know, you know, That's like two of them. You know, when we said, "Do you reckon anyone can beat Dobbo's sewing machine?" and he made five hundred bucks on. <laughs> That's not bad. No. Chris and Griffin, did you get a garage sale gold? That I did, but I'm not. My daughter won't let me sell it. Right. Uh, years, years, years ago, I had to um, buy her a piano because when she was going to school, year eight, you had had to buy the instrument the child decided they wanted to learn. So she needed a piano. Oh. Paid a hundred bucks for it. Yeah. Had a furniture restorer look at it to give a quote on restoring it. And he said, Oh, by the way, one once we finish restoring it, it'll only be worth twenty grand. Twenty grand. <laughs> so did you get it and restored? Uh not yet. It's uh it's one of three pianos she's got and it's gonna get restored before the end of the year for her birthday. Chris, oh, I'll give you hundred and fifty for lovely. <clears throat> yeah, no, she'd kill me because uh-huh. she's also got a b- baby grand I picked up for nothing and a pianola. Oh, Whoa, you are a Got bargain a hunter, Chris. On there, Chris. Time for one more before we move yeah, on. Yeah, Kayla from Morayfield. Now, um, you, you're Matt's wife who called in yesterday. Yeah, almost. I'm um, fiancé. Oh, fiancé. <laughs> right. Okay. Close enough. All right. Talk now, Kayla, Matt feeling? yesterday told us that he found this uh, 1984 Ferrari, Barbie Ferrari in curbside pickup, sold it for 150 bucks. I broke the news to him, sadly, that you could have sold it for about $1,000. Yeah. I know, and my heart broke as I was listening to the radio. Why would he tell you that? that? (laughs) Um, No, this is actually a common occurrence, and I have to proofread his ads for Marketplace. (laughs) Um, So we've had cars go for a couple of grand under market. Um, Harley Davidson (gasps) bikes go for free. Um, Yeah, it's it's a thing. Matt, you're underselling it. You're just constantly underselling stuff. I think it's just like needs to get him gone, you know. He's a yeah. bit of a treasure hunter and then, um, you know, lets it go for less than treasure. And hey, that's well, what I just happens. need to know your address after <laughs> Come around and have a look. I'm not giving you no, his No, definitely not. Lisa, stop stalking. <laughs> oh, well, Kayla, we feel your pain. I tell you, we, we've got a little plan. We I think we might be trying to develop a bit of a challenge here amongst the show of um, turning garage sale trash into treasure. And we might keep you in mind, okay? Yeah, Ripper, no worries. I'll go to Matt's place. Yeah, go to Matt's place. Take all his undervalued stuff. Rush Hour with Lisa Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Dobbo back on deck today after successfully completing the Noosa Triathlon over the weekend. I'm going to talk all through it. Some amazing things have happened. Some other things that I'm not that impressed about. It was a pretty amazing weekend and as well documented through this show um, that uh, I embarked along with you, Liam, on the Noosa Triathlon. What an amazing weekend 
and I'm sure like a lot of people who are listening have been there, but triathlon time is just a special day. It's a special weekend and it was phenomenal. Uh, yes, I got it done. I completed it well in done. Uh, three hours and 20 minutes or something around that three or 22 minutes mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, swim was amazing. The bike was even better, but the run was absolutely horrible. At eight, <laughs> at eight kilometers, I literally went to a place I've never been to mentally in my life. Um, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. But I, I, there's lots of things that went on, and I, I do want to say a couple of things. Ben Hannett, who is very well known on the coast and in um, mm. Brisbane, was unbelievable. Um, ben Hannett has won the Clydesdales before and he was on this show last week and said he was going to pace set me. Well, not only did he do that, mate, he waited for me at the top of the hill at Karoi. He ran the whole way with me. He walked with me. He talked in the run. Like he could, and he could have done it probably Mm. an hour earlier. Like Mm. he he literally gave up his Sunday and doing the triathlon to go to To drag you around, around, which was, I mean, no, I wouldn't do that. I literally would not do that for somebody else unless it was a child of mine. But he did that, and I and I am forever in debt for him for and, doing that. And it should be said that he has 18 kids of his own. Yeah, he who could were have been. competing. His who, daughter actually was the first, I think, in the kids' triathlon on the Sunday, uh, Ben's daughter was the first finisher of yeah. the girls. Like, yeah, 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 no, like yeah, he yeah. had kids going left, right, and center yeah. and competing, mm. and he gave up his time to comp- to go with me now to nurse a forty-seven-year-old man, baby. Yeah, who absolutely. There's a couple of other issues now. There's there's some concerning things. It it, it is the most unbelievable environment, Liam. You you can attest to this. Wonderful. Like the run is lined both sides mm. with people, and they're ringing cowbells, and kids are cheering, and there's signs. It, it is a phenomenal. But there was one bloke who you go into this uh, housing area state mm. where you're off the beating track, and there was one lone bloke out there with a hose. Oh, which, right, which is great. On the road, which oh, is great. Normally they get the mist on the hose, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they mist as you run nice. past. It's hot. He never turned the mist on. He had it like oh, a jet, <laughs> like a firefighter. It, it, it hit me in the chest, <laughs> and I've literally gone. Are you right, mate? Are you seriously right? And I don't know if you've had any feedback about this bloke or you know where I'm talking about. He was near the red convertible car. It was the talk of the transition, actually. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a bloke with a jet. <laughs> Miss anyway. Yeah, like had a gurney and he's shooting people <laughs> oh, like a gurney. I'm like, took all your skin mate, off. He thought he was doing the right thing as well, but to be fair. Turn the nozzle. Yeah, mate, he should have turned the nozzle. Um, I also want to bring up something about one of our team members. Now, well, it's not me because no. I didn't do it. <laughs> well, we're talking about Liam. <laughs> on Saturday afternoon, he competed and was in the celebrity team race. Mm. And he was with Matt Rogers and Jessica Shipper, one of your old cohorts who you swam with. Mm. In front of, am I saying exaggerating 5,000 people? It was a decent turnout. Somewhere like that. Mm. Old mate decided to cheat in front of everybody. Oh. He has, it was this your second time you've mm-hmm. gone in the celebrity race? Yep. And I, I ran into his beautiful wife, who is a supreme athlete, no training, yeah, runs a 306, the try, like yeah. just ridiculous. And she says, I'm just walking down there. And I go, yep. Yeah. So I'll go around there on my own. And there he is repping our brand, like the three of us, because that's what they're al- he's aligned to. And he cheated in the celebrity race. And I've got to say, I was ashamed. Your teammates would have been disgusted. Oh, well, they you. won't. <laughs> oh, Jessica Ma- Shipper would. Jessica Shipper was. 
she was the only member of our team that actually did it properly. Yeah. Matt Rogers. Because she's a committed elite exactly. athlete. Matt Rogers openly said to me, mate, I'm going to cheat okay. in a very big way. And if he jumped off a cliff, would you jump too? Yeah, probably would have <laughs> over the weekend. Big fan he of Matt only Rogers. He has four and a half fingers. But what I say, Dobbo, look, I get what you're saying. I get the shame you're trying to put on me because of the brand damage I might have done to this show. But nothing you can say will make me feel as bad as when my three-year-old, after the race... <laughs> Asked me earnestly, Daddy, why did you cheat? <laughs> and me trying to explain to him that it was just a bit of fun. You are a disgrace. Only for every response to be greeted with, yeah, but why did you, did you cheat? cheat? <laughs> he was excited as well. I saw him. He was excited about this. So but... I have learnt my lesson. <laughs> Your child is disgusted um, in you. Exactly. Anyway, shame. Uh, shame on you. Shame on What me. a great weekend, Never though. And, and look... Uh, I will say, finish by this. I've never been in an environment where all shapes and sizes, all age groups, from yep. 85 years old to, to young kids, and everybody is positive. Yep. No, not like I never, and like I'm obviously, you know, 115 kilos, and I'm probably in the 10% overweight that is never once did I feel like oh, I don't belong. People coming past. Mm hmm. Good on you, mate. Like, it was the most positive day. You could not come out of there other than going, what an awesome weekend. Yeah. Well said, Dobbo. Lamb yeah. with your cheating. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Correct. Rush hour, Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour's Idiot Register. I've done all the dumb things. Who's the richest person in the world? And your cousin's girlfriend, now wife, says, oh, his name's Mike Rosoff. <laughs> You know, it'd be a great job with a lot of work is changing the batteries in those lights on the side of the road. <laughs> meant the cat size. Oh, the oh reflectors. God. The customer complained to me that her buffalo wings tasted too much like chicken and not gamey enough. I said to him, oh, you must be the yachtsman that came in yesterday. And he said, yes, how did you know that? And I said, well, you've got semen all over your face. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Now, that's what we're after. One triple three five three. The Triple M Idiot Register is open right now. If you or someone you know has done or said something stupid, idiotic, we want to hear about it. Uh, you can put them on the register. Dobbo, our Olympic legend here. Yep, she went down that road last week. Uh, last week, you were. This is last week. You were talking to us about the NRL player market, sure, and how the Dolphins could be in the market for North Queensland Cowboys five eight Tom, Tom Dearden. And this, <laughs> this is where Liesl Jones went. Tom Dearden, Liesl, at the Dolphins. What do we need, a running 5'8"? Yeah. Uh, yes. What does Tom Dearden play? 5'8". Oh. What does a running one mean? Don't they all run? <laughs> <laughs> what is a running one? It, 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 it means he takes the ball to the line. He's not the kick and playmaker. He's, oh, more, he's, he's, yeah. he's on the attack. Okay. And, and so it's a good question because a lot of nah, people... Would... <laughs> I was trying to not... Well, I'm like, you don't want a standing still 5'8", do you? You don't want them to do nothing. You want them to actually run. <laughs> she is getting better with rugby league. So, oh. these are good. so let me just say that that, that question... Uh, put her on the list, but I mean, put an asterisk yeah, next to right. it because, you know, like... Yeah, it's, okay. Yeah. I thought One... it was pretty straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> One triple three five three. Uh, the Triple M Idiot Register is open if you or someone you know has said or done something <laughs> idiotic over the last week or so, or you've been holding on to it forever. We want to hear about it. Give us a call. Rush our Triple M. Uh, Dobber, you asked, you suggested that you're not on the Idiot Register. Um, remind us again uh, what a Sultana is. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, so, like, okay. 
It's a dried up prune or grape. Is that right? <laughs> dried grape. Dried grape. Okay. Is that a hundred percent like it? That, yes. No, like, well, where where do I know that? Like, no one's ever told me that. <laughs> Can someone please? It's a dried check. up prune. It's a dried up prune. No, he's oh. la- producer Connor's just put up on the screen dried up prune and laughing at you. It's not well, a dried up prune. I have never in my life heard that it was a grape. Like anyway, a prune is the dried version of a plum. <laughs> Me, uh, Dean from Burley Waters. Good afternoon. How are you, mate? Yeah, good afternoon, Dobbo. Good, mate. Thank All you. All right. I'm sick of these two already. I've been back one day. Uh, who would you like to put on the register? Myself. Oh, Ooh, I love self-registration. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, well, 12 years ago, I put my hand up to coach my son's under eight side at the Burley Bears Leagues Club, and um, a couple of weeks into the season, I uh, couldn't make one of the Thursday nights due to work commitments, and I asked the mothers who were there, um, could anyone coach the side? And a lady said, oh, my husband Marcus can coach the, coach the side on Thursday. And I asked, um, so does Marcus know much about football? And she looked at me with a weird look and sort of, oh, yeah, he does. And then I found out later Marcus was actually uh, Marcus by Melbourne's Storm. Melbourne Storm, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think he knew about football. Yeah. <laughs> Premiership player. Doesn't know um, a yeah. thing. <laughs> Wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> oh, no. Dean, welcome to the register. Yeah, you like are you. very welcome mm-hmm. on our register, Julie from Alex Hill. Who would you like to nominate for the idiot register? Hi. Oh, um, <laughs> I, it's my... Mother-in-law, but it's not. I wouldn't say she's an idiot. No, no, but it's <laughs> a register, okay. so we just go no, ahead. No, no. Um, well, my hubby took his car in to get service or whatever, and then my mum-in-law was had to go in there, and the guy said, "Oh, has your guy has your son got an accent?" And she said, "No, nah, he's Australian." And he goes, "No, nah, I'm in a Hyundai accent." Oh. <laughs> 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 and, and, That is going into the Triple M Idiot Register Hall of Fame. That's that's oh, one of my new We're not saying she's an idiot, but that is very beautiful. Tell your mother-in-law. Yeah, thank she, you. Please tell your mother-in-law. What's your mother-in-law's name, Julie? Oh, Pat. Please, oh. please tell Pat she is in the Triple M Idiot Register Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. She has Brilliant. to be the sweetest okay. member of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I love that, Rod from Boyland. Who would you like to nominate for the Idiot Register? Hey, Liesl, Dobbo's saying that um, he's... He's only been up there once. I reckon he's up there twice because the super flush. Oh, oh yes, that's what it Rod. Was. Thank you. But, well, uh, that hasn't that's been proven incorrect. That hasn't. It that has. has. All the Hold plumbers. On. Rod, are you a plumber? No, I'm not. I'm not. But uh, I'm sure there was a lot of plumbers that rang oh, in that day. There yeah. was actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, they yeah. So called. No, nobody came with any credentials. So, Rod, thank you for reminding us that Dobbo <laughs> is right. actually the chairman of the Triple M yeah. Register for suggesting that if <laughs> and you the secretary. if you pushed, there was a nor- half flush on a toilet, a full flush on a toilet. But if you pushed both buttons, you got a super flush. We were inundated with plumbers. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the plumbers I've forgotten about that. They wanted to boycott this show because of how idiotic well, that I statement actually was. Worked at the, I went and MC'd Even the, the master plumbers, plumbers and the gas fitters association yeah. called and said there's no such thing as a super flush. Yeah, they haven't they haven't asked me to come back next no, year. No, funny MC. that. <laughs> In the early hours of this morning, Tottenham's run under Ange Postacoglu, the undefeated run, came to a close against Chelsea. Son looking for Johnson's ball for Son offside. Caicedo scores. Ruled out. The flag is up again. And Dyer! Wow! Wow! Oh, it's offside. Three goals disallowed and two for the red Spurs. Cards. Two oh, red cards as well. Do it. Yeah.
It was a shocker for Ange. But having said that, they still sit second on the Premier League table uh, just behind Manchester City. So things are still going all right. Uh, a man who knows exactly what the pressure of the English Premier League is all about is uh, one of the greats of Australian football, the one and only Mark Bosnich from Stan Sport. How are you, Boz? Good. How are you, so? Hi, Lisa. Hello. Oh, Ange has done such a great job to this point. And for everyone to think and just hate on him that he wasn't going to do well, and this is his first loss, gee, he's had a good start. Oh, he's had a brilliant start. There's, there's no doubt about that. It, this will be a massive test for him, though. They had two players sent off, like you mentioned, uh, Van der Vaart at the back, who's a crucial player for them, pulled his hamstring in the first half and looked quite a serious one. They've got a massive test starting this week with Wolves away. And the bottom line is, as well, you know, he, he will, understandably so, even though it's hard to say this, he come under some criticism because the two incidents, especially the Indoggy one, uh, at, he was very fortunate to stay on the park in the first half. So I don't know what he told him at half time, but it's down to the manager to make sure that he doesn't do something silly in the second half or else you risk having people say, are oh, they not listening to you? Romero as well, no need whatsoever. Spurs were really cruising at that stage. There was no need whatsoever to follow through like he did and he got sent off. But that is, like I said, the ups and downs. But he's had a massive up in terms of his start, in terms of the acceptance that he's received. And I always said during this time, he won't be getting too ahead of himself, in my opinion. But this will be a test now because, like I said, injuries and suspensions play a crucial part in a 38-game season. Did we get too hyped up about Tottenham? Ange Postacoglu is a wonderful coach, and, and they are going to have success under his watch. Sure. But everybody says to me, and you know this better, you don't start judging teams till Christmas, you know, in the EPL because that's yeah. when the whips start to crack. Have yeah. we gone way too too much on the team? Not on Ange, but on the team at the moment. No, I don't think we have because no one expected – let alone their loyal supporters, Spurs, yeah. to have such a start and then play in such a way and be so successful. Yeah. So I think after what's happened in the recent past, I think the fans were allowed to be like that. And also just the fans of Australian football who love Ange and wanted him to do well like myself. And, and, and that's not a problem at all. And the Christmas thing you said is right in terms of you know, how teams are really faring. But after 10 games, I mean, that's over a quarter of the season. Yep. You're entitled to look at the table and say, oh, you know, they're, they're doing very, very well. But it's still going to be a test because for all the good and we all want him to do well, there are people who, for whatever reason, don't want him to do as well. And they're going to be now sharpening their knives and say, right, okay, no problem. Let's see how you handle this now. It's part of the initiation, if you want, especially into Premier League football. Curious, though, because obviously with the women's game and what the Matildas did on home soil, we yeah. now, like Sam Kerr, star, Mary Fowler, yeah. more people know about now, Hayley Razzo, Caitlin Ford, all these players. And yeah. yet in the men's game, you could argue Ange Postacoglu's the biggest star of Australian football right now. Yeah. It's, a surre- it's a surreal environment to live in where a coach is the biggest name. Yes and no. I mean, we've had that in other sports too in, in the past. So to have an Australian who started here, humble beginnings, and has gone through the local system and people know him so well, it always makes a difference. You know what I say about politics being local? Well, sport's very, very similar. You know somebody that's doing really, really well. Of course it's going to generate excitement. 100%. And if you times that by 25 million of a country, of course <laughs> they're going to be looking forward to it. Mm. It's completely understandable. At the moment, like I said, he's, he's doing an absolutely brilliant job and the World Cup's over. But during the World Cup, like I said, we were focused on all those girls. And let's not forget as well, the girls have just been over for three Olympic qualifiers 
which you, you would say, no disrespect to the opposition, are not massive high-profile teams they're playing against. They've sold them out. The girls yeah. have sold out every one of their last 11 games, including friendlies. And look, tomorrow morning, the action starts at 3.45am on Stan Sport. Dortmund v Newcastle, ripping games, teams, lineups all throughout the morning. You can catch it all on Stan Sport. It is the home of Champions League football. Mark Bosnich, a pleasure to have you on the Rush Hour, mate. Enjoy your football. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers, all. I really appreciate it. Thank you. A couple from Nashville, Tennessee, have taken to social media to talk about the names of their triplets that they're expecting. It started off okay. Baby A was Lachlan, spelt L-O-C-K-L-A-N, which means uh, man, a uh, place of many lakes. Scottish. So, yeah, land of lakes, mm. but Lachlan, L-A-C-H-L-A-N. But mm. anyway, whatever, never mind. Baby B is Wilder Scott, so they really loved um, all the wild mountains of Minnesota. Of mm. course Wilder's they did. okay. But I mean, it's yeah. fine. It's yeah. really not that offensive. Baby C is probably the most offensive name of, of all. It's called Brisbane Lee. Brisbane, like our Brisbane, B-R-I-S-B-A-N-E, Briz for short. They're calling it Brisbane because the influencer mum, when she lived here for six months, loved the name so much that she thought, oh, call my child that. Yeah, it's a bit left field Brisbane. I've Um, never met a Brisbane before. Adelaide's lovely. Adelaide, I've met Sydney's. Yes, and S-I-D-N-E-Y is great. I actually went to school with a bloke whose mum's name was Mel, first name Mel, surname Bourne, Melbourne. Really? Okay. I know okay. Perth as well, actually, now that Perth. I think of it. Perth? Yeah. You? Really? It's a surfer called You don't know an Perth. Ipswich. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never met an Ipswich before. No. I know a witch, but anyway, oh, that's Brisbane, a short. Brisbane's um, not a name. No, it's, it's really not. not. I'm surprised they let it get through. I mean, Briz. It's like, American, of course. If you get Briz, I get it. But like Brisbane, like, no. you know, like it, that. that is just taking. You know, what chance does the kid have? I mean that genuinely. Like you're setting the kid up. To be an absolute loser with a name like that. I'm being honest. I love Brisbane. I'm concerned but... about Lachlan, L-O-C-K-L-A-N. I'm worried about that well, one. I guess, look, well, that's where, like did she, monster. where did she live specifically? I don't know. Was it just in Brisbane? Because, it, I, look, Brisbane's not great, but it could have been worse. Yeah, it could have De- been manly. Depending on, um, could have been very, Red Bank Plains. <laughs> it's a very manly baby, isn't it? <laughs> meet, my, meet my son, Ormo. <laughs> Green Bank. Oh. Um, <laughs> like Logan, there's lots of Logan lots kids. Of Logan. Like Logan's Logan's kids. Totally. Logan's um, what about sense. baby Nudgy? <laughs> nudge. 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 Well, <laughs> nudge. Was it nudge on uh, was Hey on Neighbours? Da- hey Dad. Oh, hey Dad. dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's all right. It could have been much worse, in fact. I'm could just have having... been Burp and Gary. Burper. <laughs> <laughs> Kabuchi. Kabucha. Like, there's a lot of that. Whammy ran. Yeah. You're actually now getting your point. I don't know, my Brisbane. Oh, that good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got it's a pretty good not way. bad. Yeah. They did, someone did say they looked up into the meaning of the name. I thought it was like Captain Brisbane came here, but anyway, um, the meaning of Brisbane is breaking of bones. Yeah, which is it really? I don't. Know. I don't yeah, think. No, I don't, yeah, don't like I it's a traditional name. It's an Aboriginal oh. of the breaking of bones. So it's got an Aboriginal meaning. So oh. yeah, she's gone. She's gone the Indigenous lines. Yeah. Is my son Molendina? Yeah. <laughs> Brisbane's a great name. Narang. What about, what Narang. about Twin Towers? <laughs> Casino. <laughs> anyway, shout out to that family. And uh, look, I can't wait for the day that Brisbane can come back to Brisbane and see the beauty that inspired his or her name. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. Hey, we're going to get out of here. A chance to win your way to the uh, Fortinet Australian PGA Championship that's happening at Royal Queensland again on the show tomorrow. Lisa Jones. Ciao for now. Dubbo. Farewell, my neighbours. We will see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam, and Dobbo.